Good morning. Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. There is a time for all things under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die. A time for all things under heaven. There is a time when Christ began the church age. We uh, have a certain type of lingo in the Christian world. A, uh, we have a term called the beginning of the time of the Gentiles. Different phrases. The beginning of the church age. The end of the church age. The dispensation of the Gentiles. Many different ways that we phrase things. In the Bible, there are prophecies that are specifically for the Gentile people. There are prophecies that are specifically for the churches. There are prophecies directed to the Jewish people. And uh, we have to look at the scripture and see which prophecies are for the churches or the Gentiles, the heathen. I don't know if I'm having a little problem with my headset here. It's distracting me. But we're not going to be distracted today. We're not going to allow the devil to do what the devil does. No. We break the power of all the witchcraft that would be involved in this program today. We break the power of it in the name of Jesus Christ. We're not going to agree with this. We have to decide what and look into how God speaks to the Gentiles, the Jews, and the churches. I made notes, and um, with the notes, there are prophecy teachers presently that do not believe that there will be a individual, a person known as Antichrist. They don't believe that there will be such a person. They feel that there will be many Antichrists, plural, but not a individual Antichrist. But that is not biblical. The scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, makes it very clear that there will be, at the end of the world, an individual. Israel will know this individual not as Antichrist. That, that type of speaking is foreign to the children of Israel. The Jewish people don't understand Antichrist. They don't believe in Christ. They don't believe in Messiah. They don't believe that he came. God wouldn't speak to them in the terms of Jewish people, there is going to be an Antichrist. 
You can't speak to them that way. You have to... Now, if you, if you say to the Jewish people there is going to be an abomination of desolation, they understand that. Because there have been abominations of desolation in their temples that have come in and desecrated their temple twice in history. They would understand the abomination of desolation. They will not understand anti-Christ, anti-Messiah, that type of lingo. The Gentile people, they don't necessarily, they know of a antichrist. They have the concept. But to the Gentiles, they would understand a beast or they would understand a person that would come and bring in a digital system where you can't buy and you can't sell without worshiping his image or taking the number of his name. They would understand that. But we, as Christians, we have a different type of lingo. And uh, we can't many times present perfectly to the Jewish people or the Gentile people what we mean because we use Christian talk. So there are some prophecy teachers Mark these people out. Any Christian, any teacher that would tell you or the churches that there will not be a, a person that we understand as Antichrist, mark that person out because his theology and his doctrine is way off. There are going to be many antichrists. That's a fact. There are going to be many people that will come to say they are Christ. That is a fact. At the end of the world, that number will increase. But there will be a person that will destroy the Gentiles, murder Gentiles, destroy the nation of Israel and the Jewish people and a person that will go to war with the Christian believers. We're at the end of the world. The pastors of America and internationally for the most part are not concerned about the return of Jesus Christ. They're not involved with Christ's return. They don't, it's not foremost in their thinking. But it is in the world of God's Messiah. Now, I'm going to read some verses as I go into the teaching for today. I give you some insight. And in that insight, I'm going to try to, as clearly as possible, present to you what Christ was presenting to the disciples and the apostles when he was here.
So we'll go, we'll go on. I'm having a problem with this headset, and it is very, very distracting. So I'm going to just take the thing off. Not even going to go with it. Forget about it. And I want to make sure that uh, my volume is correct. There was an interesting conversation that Christ had with the disciples in the book of Luke and in the book of John. And um, in the book of Luke, in chapter 22, verse 31, Here's where I'll begin. Christ came to Simon, and he said, Simon, Simon, listen, pay attention, Simon. Satan has demanded to have you apostles for himself. He wants to separate you from me as a farmer separates wheat from husks. But I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. So when you, Peter, <clears throat> when you recover, when you recover, I want you to strengthen the other disciples. And Peter says to the Lord, Lord, I'm ready to go to prison with you and to die with you. Jesus replied, Peter, I guarantee you that the rooster won't crow tonight until you say three times that you don't know me. Immediately Christ told Peter what was going to happen to him when Peter stated to Christ that I'll go with you to prison and I'll die with you. Peter was quick in the flesh. But Christ came back right away and told him, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. Your faith is going to be shaken. But I've already prayed for you. Because Satan wants to destroy you, Peter, and he wants the disciples, the apostles, also for himself. He wants to separate the apostles from me as a farmer separates wheat from husks. But again, Christ told him, I prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. So when you recover, strengthen the other disciples. People don't pay attention to this part of the scripture, but they need to. It's very important. What Christ was saying in this translation was that Satan's objective was already to destroy the apostles. Not just Peter, but to destroy John, James, all of the apostles. To destroy them so that their ministries would not go forward into the future. Many Christians think, well, my faith is strong, and I could never 
Satan could never deceive me. And my faith will never fail. I'm going to tell you, don't think that way. You pray for yourself. You pray that God protects you, that your faith will not fail. Because in this account, Christ told Peter, I prayed for you because Satan is going to destroy your faith. And not only your faith, he wants to destroy you, Peter, and the other apostles. But when you have been recovered, when your faith has once again been restored to what it needs to be, you minister to these other apostles they are younger. I'm giving you insight that they don't have. You strengthen the other disciples. Satan does not want them to be victorious in their apostolic ministries. I have a friend, group of friends. I've known them since I was young in Christ when I was 25 years old. Two sets of twins, Doug and Dwight and Doug and Steve. And these brothers all started together as young Christians in the 60s, early 60s. And all four of these men were very dynamic in Christ. Two have gone to be with the Lord. One is deceived and not following the Lord. The other has been faithful. So of the four, one has been deceived by Satan. His brother has been faithful to Christ all his life. He's in his early 80s. The other two are just one has gone to be with the Lord, and his twin brother is just about to go be with the Lord. Of the four, this one brother, his name was Dwight, he was the most dynamic, true believer, truly born again, very, very powerful in preaching the gospel, very powerful in his fervency toward Christ. But when he was a young man, before he hit his probably the 30s, Satan was able to come to him and deceive him and trick him and destroy his faith. The most dynamic of the four brothers, Satan deceived him. And I saw the brother of this, of this man five, four, five years ago we were talking. Well, I knew what happened to the twin brother. And I told Doug, I said, what happened, Doug, is the devil came to your brother. He was so gifted. Satan knew he had to destroy him, take him out. And he did and took him into the occult, a Christian in the occult, very powerful in Buddhism. And the brother wasn't so sure he wanted to hear that. Well, well I talked to the not only the brother, but the sister also, his, this, this brother Dwight's sister, explained to them what had happened. 
power of Satan. They didn't like it, but even the sister admitted that that's what had happened. Pray, do not believe that Satan is not able and doesn't have the power to deceive you and to move you out of the race that God has put you in to mature in your Christian life. Don't think Satan is not able to deceive you. There are many, many Christians in the evangelical churches that are absolutely deceived. Though they are involved in assemblies, in Christian work, in things that you would consider to be deep Christian activities, what they're involved in is actually futile. It's vanity. It's vain. It's, it's not accomplishing anything. It's a, like Paul said, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. I'm going to go different point to different point. I'll fill in to give you a thought. So here Christ comes to Peter and warns him and states to him. And when he stated that Satan has demanded to have you apostles for himself, this was a demand, and I know the spirit behind it. It wasn't like the devil came to Christ and said, Jesus, I want these men so I can destroy them. No. He came in, in a rage because he already knew that Peter's faith was already being shaken. He was already attacking Peter's faith. And he came in a rage, demanding, not requesting, demanding, I demand you turn Peter over to me. I'm going to destroy Peter, and I am going to destroy the other apostles. I demand because they are will not live by faith, I'm going to shake their faith. I demand you turn them over to me. It was in that spirit that the devil came to Christ. And you can go to the deeper thoughts using the King James as the base for your study. And you go into commentaries. You go into the deeper thinking of these verses in Luke chapter 22, verses 31, 2, 3, and 4. And you will get the true spirit of the demand, the command, the, the, the spirit in which Satan came to Christ demanding that Peter be turned over to him. Destroy Peter, you destroy the other apostles also. And Christ's final word was Peter... When you have recovered, because you are, your faith is going to be shaken, 
you're going to deny me three times before that crow, before the, the, the uh, rooster crows. And your faith is going to be shaken. What happened when, after the resurrection, where was Peter? He'd gone fishing. He left. He forgot the teachings of Christ. And Christ met them on a road coming back from fishing. And as Christ visited with them, their hearts began to burn. But once Peter was recovered, he strengthened the other disciples. We are in a great time of deception. And pray that your faith will be strong, that Christ will never allow you to have that discussion with the devil where the devil can deceive you. These four brothers that I talk about, I know all four of them. All four of them have been absolutely, well, three of the four have been absolutely 100% faithful to Christ through their years. They were young men in 1974 when I met them. They were in their early 30s. Now they are in their early 80s. But one of the four, and I met this brother, I met him before Satan deceived him. This guy was, I can use the term dynamic, but the thing is, he was fervent for Christ. He was fervent. He had a sole objective, a purpose. But don't think that the enemy won't come to destroy men that God has a has his hand upon. No. Satan will come. Okay, so I've laid that thought down. We're going to go to the break here, the bottom of the hour. Then I'm going to take you to another verse in John chapter 21. It's another small account, but very interesting, very powerful. For you to understand the book of Revelation, I have to read this account to you. There is the Alpha and the Omega, talked about four times in the Bible. In chapter 1 of Revelation, it's mentioned twice, Alpha and Omega. Chapter 21 of Revelation is mentioned one time, the Alpha and the Omega. Chapter 22 mentioned the Alpha and Omega. The only time mentioned in the Bible, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end the first and the last. We'll talk about this when we get back after the break. So, this is Rick Rodriguez. The program is the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Podcast 1360khnc.com. You are listening to... The Roar of the Rockies. 
higher rates, lower rates, negative rates, bail-ins, bail-outs, and so much more. You know why you need to own gold and silver. At the Patriot Trading Group, we're a different kind of company. We have no commission salespeople, no boiler room sales calls, no high-priced spokesmen. We believe in treating you with honesty and respect and delivering you the best products at the best price. Buying or selling, call us at 800-951-0592 or go to our website at allamericangold.com. Warning! Warning! The person calling you has the coronavirus. The person calling you is infected with the coronavirus. Do not pick up. The virus is airborne and will travel through the ether wirelessly from phone to phone, thus infecting your phone. Save yourself and others around you. You will die if you answer this call. Do not pick up or you will be infected with the coronavirus. Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Who will take care of you? How you get by when you're too old to work and you're too young to die? Harmony Referrals will take care of you. Do you want your elderly loved ones to get the best care, stress, and hassle-free? Well, call Harmony Senior Referrals at 720-934-7740. Your best senior placement agency. They even do emergency placements in as little as 24 hours at no cost to you. Again, call 720-934-7740. Thank you, Pure Blood Mike, for sponsoring Alex Jones, The Present Truth, and Fake News Friday, Hour 2. I'm pure-blooded, I'm pure-blooded Oh, a happy day Oh, a happy day Oh, a happy day Oh, a happy day When Jesus walked Jesus walked Okay, now we're going to go to Gospel of John, chapter 21. And i um, taking these headsets off again. I'm not going to put up with this today. John, chapter 21, verse 15. And this is the account where uh, they were having the Lord's table. When they had eaten, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon... Son of John, do you love me more than these others do? And Peter said, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Christ says, Feed my sheep. 
Feed my lambs. Verse 16. Christ again says to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And again, Peter states, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he says to Peter, then shepherd and tend to my sheep. Verse 17. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was grieved. He was hurt that Christ would ask him again, do you love me? And he stated to the Lord again, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. You know that I have this deep, instinctive, personal affection for you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. I assuredly, Christ said in verse 18, I assure you, I more solemnly tell you, that Peter, when you're young, you, you will dress yourself. You will dress the way you want. You'll walk. You'll go. You'll do whatever you want, whatever pleases you. But Peter, when you grow old, you're going to put forth your hands. Someone else is going to dress you. Someone else is going to lead you. And they're going to take you to a place where you do not wish to go. And he stated this to Peter to indicate what kind of death Peter, how Peter would glorify God. And after this, he said to Peter, to Peter, you must follow me. We must follow Christ wherever he decides to take us during our brief time on this earth. We must follow him. We fear death. We fear hardship. We fear tribulation. But we must follow Christ. If we're going to be faithful as believers, then whatever it is that Christ has ordained for you, whatever his plan is for you, you must be obedient. You have to obey. His plan will never ever be something that you cannot endure that will not be acceptable to you. If you love him truly and you want to be faithful to him truly, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about this form of Worship where there's no power. If you want to be faithful to Christ, then just like with Peter, and especially in our age, we're closing out this age. I will never stop telling you this truth. Christ came as the Alpha and the Omega. He came to begin something. We call it the church age. We call it the dispensation of the Gentiles. He came to start something, to initiate something. He's the Alpha. 
but he has also promised to end it. He is going to end this dispensation, this what we call church age. He began it 2,000 years ago, and he is going to finish it. He's the Omega. He was the first. He was the last. He was dead. He is alive forevermore. We don't want to hear that we're at the end. This is one thing pastors do not want to tell and will not tell their assemblies that we're at the end. The time of Christ's work with his churches is almost completed. To be completed, to be finished. The pastors do not want to tell their congregations that we are moving into the greatest hardships that the world has ever known. And the Christians that believe that we're going to be removed from these hardships are the most deceived. They are the deceived, using the word uttermost. They believe a lie, a big lie, a great lie, a myth. Christ is not going to take his churches out of the world until he has finished using them to testify to himself, to testify about himself. Even he uses hardship, tribulation, he uses death as a tool for the world to see that Christians do not even fear death. We in America fear death. We in America fear fear tribulation. We fear losing all the blessings and the material things that we have because we're carnal. American Christians are very carnal. I'm a carnal person. But little by little, as the Holy Spirit reveals and opens my eyes, I realize there's nothing left for me to labor for. I don't want to spend my time laboring for something that I'm never going to enjoy. So rather, I'll labor for something that will help you and will be profitable for me. So I'm going to continue with this. Eventually, we're all going to be taken somewhere, most likely, that we would never personally want to go. Now, because I'm older, naturally, just death may be my future. I might just die because of age. 
many of you are much younger. You probably won't die, you know, in your 80s. Maybe there'll be something else that God has planned for you. But whatever that is, if you truly want to be faithful to the Lord, then you better realize that Christ will take you. He has made a decision, like I started the program, to all things. There is a time, there is a season for all things under heaven. There is a time to be born. There is a time to die. There is a time for peace. There is a time for war. There is a time for all these things under heaven. If we're at the end of the world, then we better start thinking about what things will happen, what will happen here at the end of the world. Because we're not going to escape what Christ said is going to happen. Going back to John 21, verse now, um, verse 19, he said and he indicated what kind of death Peter, how he would die to glorify God. And after this, he looks at Peter and he says, You must follow me. You must follow me. This is God's word to every believer. You must follow Christ. Verse 20. Peter, he turned, and he saw the disciple who Jesus loved following behind. This is the disciple who had leaned back on Christ's breasts at supper and asked Christ, Lord, who is it that will betray you? Who is it, Lord, that will betray you? Verse 21. And when Peter saw him, he said to Christ, he said to the Lord, Lord, what about this man, John? What about John? And Jesus said to Peter, If I want him to stay, to survive, to live until I come, what is that to you? What concern is it of yours, Peter? You must follow me. Forget about John. You, Peter, must follow me. Well, with that, verse 23, the word went out among the brethren that his disciple was not going to die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he was not going to die. But Jesus did say to him, If I want him to stay, survive, to live, till I come, what is that to you? Now this is interesting. Why? Would Christ tell John that if I want you to stay, to survive, to live until I come, what is that to you? Well, the thinking is that he's going to live for a couple of thousand years 
But there's another meaning here. Another meaning. Here's the meaning. It didn't mean that John wasn't going to die. Now, in the previous account, or actually in this account, I think this was the third time after the resurrection that Christ came to visit with the disciples. If I remember correctly. There were three times when Christ returned. I think this is the the final time before Christ ascends uh, in their in their before them. In the book of Acts, it talks about how he ascends. ascends. Well, Christ was saying something to John. John, I am going to come again to visit you. But right now you're a young man, John. You're probably not 18 years of age. But John, you're going to live, and I am going to visit you in the future. The other disciples, the other apostles are going to be dead. But in the future, John, I am coming to visit you one more time. I'm not coming to visit them. I am coming to visit you. So John remembered this. John didn't understand it. But about about 96 to 98 A.D., John is probably, I think he is at that time probably in his late, early 70s, 80s. I'm trying to remember the exact time, how, how old he was. He is on the island of Patmos. And this is where the fulfillment of this verse right here, in verse 23, John 21, 23. So the word went out among the brethren and the disciples that he was not going to die, yet Jesus did not say to him he was not going to die. But if I want him to stay alive and survive till I come, what is that to you? Christ is saying, I am going to come to visit John in the future. I am going back. I am going to ascend. This is the final visit that I am going to have with you apostles. I am going to ascend. But in the future, about 96 to 98 A.D., I am going to come to visit John one more time and he's going to be exiled on the island of Patmos. I'm going to come and visit him then, one final time. This is what Christ was saying was going to happen. Now, why did Christ wait until 96 to 98 A.D.? Because he could not give John a clear understanding of the seven lampstands. Because the lampstands were not yet all in existence. 
Christ had just barely been risen. There had not had the, been the time for the apostles and the new converts to spread out, to go east with Thomas into India, to go south into North Africa, to go north into Turkey. There had to be a period of time where God would allow and give the space to his disciples, the new converts, to begin to move north into the region of Turkey and had to give them time to begin the assemblies of grouping a, church, a grouping of churches that had to be in existence when John was exiled Patmos. All seven churches had to already be established. They were not yet established when Christ gave John this prophetic word. John didn't understand it, I don't believe, when he was young, but he understood it. Now you're understanding. Now, we're almost top of the hour. Hang on. What's up, guys? It's Bucky Dillon from Your Morning Show, and I am proud to be partnered with Pride Roofing and Construction. There was a large windstorm recently. As many of you know, a lot of people's roofs ended up right in their lawn. Well, Pride Roofing and Construction would love to be the company that helps you out, and I cannot recommend them highly enough. They will come out and do a free, no-obligation inspections just so you know the condition of your home, and they will help you with every step of the insurance claim process. Just call 970-825-9305. Pride Roofing and Construction. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. Reasons to Own Gold, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank, which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. Hey folks, the Rev here. When the economy collapses, so will society. Martial law will rule, but the protectors will become the looters and thieves. The future will be merciless. Prepare yourself now. Join the Rev for the best urban survival training available today. Call KHNC 970-587-5003 to reserve a seat now. That's 970-587-5003.
power surges, and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com Holy Spirit is going to have an army. He is going to have a faithful group of people. Cannot stop it. It will happen. He is going to have faithful people that are going to be, that will stand, that will testify. No, regardless of what happens, regardless of what comes, God will have a group of people that are faithful to him. My contact information is P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I thank everyone for the financial support. Thank you for your prayers. I need both. I need prayers for protection. So I thank you for prayers. Pray in the spirit. Don't pray in the soul. Thank you again for your financial support. And the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the podcast section for the Olive Train Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. God is going to have an army. God is going to have children that are faithful to him. The Bible says it's going to happen. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven cannot be shaken. It is a kingdom that is presently growing, expanding, becoming more powerful. But at the same time, the churches of God are apostate. They are far from Christ. They are far from reality. They lack the experience, the real genuine experience of the Holy Spirit. They have in their mind, they have a knowledge, they have a method, but in, re in reality they have no power. They don't have any power over the flesh lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. They're arrogant. No power, no subjective power of Christ. None of the dynamite that Christians should have in their personal lives with Christ to overcome the world. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. This is what John said in his epistle. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. 
if you love the world, you have embraced Baal. You are embracing and you are having a relationship with Baal, the God of this world. Christ is not foolish. He, he, he means what he says, that his children would be apostate. And they are apostate. We're going to be back. Continue. Rick Rodriguez. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here are some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs or racist cows. Climate coaches or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the Roar of the Rockies. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. Colorado loses a broadcasting legend. Longtime TV sportscaster Les Shapiro has died after a battle with lung cancer. He's one of the rare people who developed that particular cancer without ever having been a smoker. Shapiro was best known as a reporter and anchor on Denver CBS4 back in the 80s and 90s. He was also a prominent voice on several sports radio stations. Shapiro decided at the beginning of the week to go into hospice care. His family posted on Facebook Saturday that they had spent the last four days just joking around and telling stories. He passed at home, surrounded by that extended family. Les Shapiro was 65 when he died. I'm Jim Williams. There's more information about allegations of tampering with election equipment in Elbert County. Secretary of State Jenna Griswold says her office is in touch with the Attorney General about his investigation of election equipment tampering in Elizabeth and the surrounding area. Griswold issued her own subpoena for County Clerk Dallas Schroeder to appear at a deposition. He's alleged to have copied the county voting system's hard drive to share it with right-wing election deniers. Griswold adds the copy is not shown by evidence to have posed a risk to last year's election since it appears to have been made before a system update. She says, though, more copies of it are in the hands of unauthorized people, and that violates state election rules. In sports, University of Denver hockey sweeps Miami of Ohio in their season series on Saturday, DU winning 4-2. to two. DU women's basketball had its Summit League game with Oral Roberts go to overtime on Saturday. Megan Boyd sank seven three-pointers to lead the Pioneers with 27 as they won 69-64. The ORU men beat Denver 89-80. Idaho State and Northern Colorado men's basketball got postponed because of COVID. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets visit the Bucks in Milwaukee. The Avalanche will be home at Ball Arena hosting the Buffalo Sabres. I'm Ted Werbin. Family-friendly vacations, a weekend with the boys, or a romantic getaway. You will find it in Wyoming's Carbon County. Winter favorites include museums, mineral hot springs, snowmobiling, cross-country skiing, and snowshoeing. You'll enjoy an array of lodging, dining, and entertainment options. All the fun set against the West's favorite backdrop. Plan your trip at wyomingcarboncounty.com forward slash travel safe. That's wyomingcarboncounty.com forward slash travel safe. Get your West on. If it's after lunch, I probably wouldn't have fed them to the tight. I get a little ornery when I'm hungry, and timing is everything, people. That's why my sportsbook app has live in-game betting for football. I don't care if the game has already started. If the time to make your move is in the second half, go for it. Caesar's got you. Caesar likes to 
move freely. That's why I'm passing to the token. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Hey folks, The Rev here. Most of you know I teach a hardcore urban survival class at Warriors Revolution. Classes are every other Thursday and Saturday. Classes are $25 a session, and there's five total sessions. Contact the radio station at 970-587-5003. That's 970-587-5003. Or you can call the Rev directly. We'll get you scheduled and get you in class. Do you have a 401k sitting with a previous employer or various IRAs and don't know what to do with them? Look no further. My name is Joey Jaquint, and I work with Northwestern Mutual. I take the time to educate you on all your options, making sure you pay the lowest fees possible while taking advantage of any and all tax options as well. It can be very frustrating not knowing how your money is working for you or what your money is even being invested in. Together, we will develop a philosophy for how your money will work for you with complete transparency. On top of that, I will be constantly rebalancing your portfolio every quarter, making sure we are always popular diversified in the market. I take pride in making sure my clients are always taken care of. Again, I'm Joey Jaquint, and you can reach me at my cell phone number, 602-909-9048. Again, my number is 602-909-9048, and I'm always a call or text away. When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. Okay, I'm not sure if we were having transmission during that first hour. So we're going to see what happens here. I apologize for problems, but um, it appears as if I'm going to have to just eat that last hour. I don't know what happened. And I'm going to have to just continue with the program. But I want to make sure that um, I'm coming through on the station here. It appears as if appears as if I am. So in the first half, in the first hour, I talked about Christ coming to Peter and telling Peter that you must follow me and that 
Satan was coming to destroy Peter's faith, destroy him as an apostle, and destroy the other apostles also. And uh, I'm going to see here. Hang on. trying to have trying to see if I can get things to work here I don't know what's going on but I'll continue as if everything is just running perfectly I'm getting phone calls and uh, I don't know if people are trying to let me know what whether they can hear me or not so anyhow Christ tells Peter that Satan has demanded that Christ turn Peter over to Satan so that Satan can destroy him. Christ says that he had prayed for Peter. And when Peter is strengthened, he is to assist the other apostles strengthen them in their faith. Pardon me just a second here. Agency? Yes. It was fine. Okay. All right. It was good. Okay. Thank you. Because I, I, there were some others that could not hear it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Fine. Okay. Supposedly... Everything went okay in the first hour. I don't know why the mix-up here, but apologize for we did have a piece of equipment go down last night, and I have appears and I have everything that is to be in place in place. I didn't think that the first hour was broadcast, but I guess it was. So I'm going to continue. Christ tells John the Apostle that he's going to live until Christ returns. Not meaning that he would live for 2,000 years, but that he would live until Christ came to visit him a second time in the book of Revelation. And in A.D. AD 98-96, Christ did visit John on the Isle of Patmos. And um, on Patmos, that's where John received the revelation. I'm going to read Revelation chapter 1, and then I'll give you commentary as I go. Christ came to visit John after all of the seven churches were now in existence. So John is able to write chapter 1 of Revelation with the thought of seven churches, seven lampstands, in place in Asia, in Turkey, with that 
thought John was able to write to these seven churches. And he says that all of the seven churches are experiencing tribulation, hardship. They're all experiencing the attacks of Satan through the worldly system. So it's very interesting how he begins chapter 1. Now, John talks about the Alpha and the Omega for the first time in verse 8. Christ says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning, and he says, I am the Omega. I am the end. Christ was saying to the Christians, not to the world, not to Israel, but only to the Christian believers. I am starting something. I started it on the day of resurrection. It is an experience where I, as the Holy Spirit, will indwell my people. I am Alpha. I began a church age, a dispensation, a time where I, as the Holy Spirit, will indwell mankind. I am Omega. That 2,000-year period of time, roughly, will come to an end. There will come a time when I will no longer indwell the spirit of mankind. I am the Alpha. I'm beginning it. But know that I will end it. We were not there when he was the Alpha. We are now here when he is going to visit the earth as the Omega. He is here now. We are in the time where Omega is going to finish what he began. We have been called to experience the years, the final years of this church age or this dispensation. We are the ones that have been called to end this church experience. There will be a resurrection day. There won't be a pre-trib rapture. There will not be a mid-trib rapture. There will not be a multi-trib rapture. Some early, some in the middle, some late. No. There is only two resurrections in the Bible. The resurrection of all of the born-again people that are dead and that are living. That is the first resurrection. At that resurrection, they will be caught up to the cloud to be judged at the judgment seat of Christ. One initial resurrection for Christian people. Just Christian people. And there will be a white throne judgment a thousand years later for every person that had lived throughout history starting from Adam and before uh, actually from the time of Adam to the end of the millennial kingdom at a white throne judgment only two resurrections just two not three so Christians that believe in a pre-trib rapture you will be suffer hardship, 
psychologically because you believe the lie. The pastors of this country, I have watched these men that have pushed this matter of pre-trib rapture from the 70s. They are dishonest. They have pushed that agenda because they were able to write books. They were able to build big ministries. They profited from the lie. Many of them now are with Christ. Many of them will not have an inheritance in the millennial kingdom. I'm telling you, the ways of God, we as American Christians, we're not concerned about the ways of God. We want the blessings of God. We want the good things of God. We want all of the best that God has for us in the world, in luxuries, in travel, in education. But we don't want the truth. But the Alpha, now, we are in the time of the Alpha experience of Christ with his churches. We're not in the, I'm sorry, the Omega experience. The end. He's the last. He was dead. Now he's alive. So in Revelation chapter 1, now Christ has visited John, and what did he do in the visit? He gave John a revelation about all these seven churches. What he was explaining to John, clearly in chapter 1, 2, and 3, the whole work of the Godhead, the whole work of God in the time in which we have been in, the principal work is with born-again people. Yes, he has worked and kept Israel as a nation. Yes, he, the Gentile, the world, the systems of the world have been built according to Satan's plan as the God of the world. Israel has continued in its apostasy according to what God had prophesied to Israel. But the work of God has been with the seven lampstands. It has been the work for 2,000 years. It is now still the work with uh, Christ and mankind. And he has quite a bit to say to all of the churches. He's very detailed when he talks to John in chapter 2 and chapter 3. He talks about the Greek churches, the Catholic church, the Lutheran church, the uh, fundamental Christian solid churches of Europe before they came to America. He talks about Laodicea, the final church. He talks about the churches in Ephesus, which are still these uh, what you could call Orthodox churches in Syria, in the Middle East, which are they're very, very strong believers. They have to be. He talks about Pergamos, the suffering church, 
I'm sorry, Smyrna, the churches that have always existed in the world that suffer for the name of Christ, suffer persecution because they're faithful to Christ. All these churches have existed, they still exist. Each one has a specific purpose. There is a, with the Catholic churches, Thyatira, the fourth church, there is something that was specifically put in the hand of the Catholic churches that was for them and as a personality they have, they match the Catholic churches match everything written to Thyatira the Greek churches match everything perfectly that was written to Pergamos Pergamos the Lutheran churches Everything matches perfectly what was written to Sardis. Laodicea, the seventh church, everything written about Laodicea is perfectly, matches perfectly the evangelical churches in America. I've had friends that want to argue these points with me. They have lost the debate every time because they don't know the step-by-step plan that God had with the prophetic side of these churches through history. The Catholic Church is the big brother church. More people in the Catholic Church than any other church. The Lutheran churches, specifically German churches to follow that followed the Catholic churches, came into existence because of Martin Luther. The Philadelphia churches were the churches where Schofield and Darby and these type of men came out of deep, deep theological thinkers. Those were the churches in Philadelphia. There was a, a love amongst them, and because of that, God opened the scripture to these men, and we in America, in the evangelical churches, have profited greatly from the teachings of these these men. We in America, Laodicea, specifically designed, Laodicea was designed to live in a great nation at the end of the world, America. Freedom of religion, freedom to worship, freedom of speech. Great freedoms. We as Laodiceans have all the very best that any of the churches could ever want to have. This is why the other six churches came to America. They are on Laodicean soil. They came to enjoy the benefits of the Laodicean churches. Wealth, education, best material things, freedom of speech, of press. It goes on and on. Revelation chapter 1, the beginning of the fulfillment of the prophecy to John that you will live until I return. Not till the end of the world, but until I come to visit you, John, in A.D. 96, when I can explain to you clearly these seven lampstands and the future events of each of these lampstands through time through periods of time and what these lampstands will do 
through history in the world and how at the end of the world they will all exist simultaneously, each one completely different in personality than the other. Completely different personalities. The final church, Laodicea church, will be the, 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 the darling church, the Joseph church, the church with the seven, with the twelve, the coat of twelve colors. The evangelical churches of America will be the, the finest, the best, the dynamic. The, they, will have, they will be the ones to some degree that have dynamite. But on the other hand, they will be weak. They will be, like it says, uh, they will be blind, wretched, naked, miserable, and poor. But they will have everything. They'll say that they're, they're increased with goods. They have need of nothing. But they'll be blind. Blindness in a Christian walk with any individual, the greatest hardship to any Christian, the greatest curse on a Christian, an individual, on the walk of a Christian, is blindness. Because of no vision, lack of vision, the people grope in the darkness, in filth, and they don't know it. The evangelical churches of America are exactly what it says in Laodicea. Blind, naked, wretched, miserable, poor. This is just the fact. This is not a, an attack on evangelical Christianity. This is the truth. This is what Christ said to the seventh church. If Christ says it, then the, the men of this country that are responsible should be telling the evangelical Christians, you're blind, you're wretched, you're naked, you're miserable, you're poor, you think you have everything, but you don't. And as Laodicean Christians... In the first hour I talked about a person. There are men out there that do not believe in a antichrist. Men in the Christian churches that have been Bible teachers for 20, 30, 35, 40, 45 years. And their doctrine is there is no antichrist. There is just antichrists, plural. This is the blindness upon evangelical Christianity. The other thing with evangelical Christianity, the theology, when you talk about one example, the millennial kingdom, there are men that believe that in the millennial kingdom, we churches still will continue to work and labor for Christ in the millennial kingdom, and we will still be active as Christians as if the Christian experience was going to continue. No. Not what the scripture says. 
in the millennial kingdom, we rule and reign with Christ in an elevated, angelic position. We're not going to be feeding the homeless. We're not, be, we're not going to be going around doing good deeds. We're going, to be, we're going to have angelic bodies. We're going to be like the angels. We're going to be like the air, like Numa. We're going to be able to eat and drink and talk and communicate and travel, but we will rule in the heavens. The fallen angels will be pretty much restricted, bound. They will not have free, free rule any longer over the nations after Christ comes. We Christians that have been faithful to Christ in our new bodies, in our new home, in our new temple, we will replace the holy angels of God. That's a new thought, isn't it? That we're going to replace the holy angels of God? Yes, we're going to replace them. We will be greater in our position when we receive our new bodies, we will be greater in position than the holy angels of God are presently. I believe, if I'm correct, and I understand the scripture in Revelation, when we replace the angelic hosts, Michael the archangel, Gabriel, all these people who still minister to God, they will have one function. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. That is all they're going to do, worship Him. Why? Because we will replace them. We will be greater than the angels. Why? Because we have had the experience of Christ in our bodies while we lived. And now in our angelic resurrected state we are going to have glory more glory than the angels we're going to have the glory of Christ who is in us who has transformed us we are going to be built into the walls of the new Jerusalem the angels will just worship holy 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 Lord God almighty who is who was who was to come who is to come. The matter of the kingdom of heaven is so misunderstood. Israel will have a part in the millennial kingdom on the earth, on the physical earth, as a physical people. They will still be the elect of God. They, they will still exist as the tribes of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, we're going to be back in just a second. We'll continue with what John, the revelation that he had, and why it is so important to understand, I believe, what happened. Christ came to visit him a final time. We'll be right back. We here at KHNC are looking for new conspiracy theories because all the old ones have become fact. 
This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. This is Carter, bail agent at ASAP Bail Bonds. We now have a radio show. Tune in every Sunday at 2 to 3 to learn the truth about bail. Feel free to give us a call anytime for free bail information. 970-378-7878. We want you to know the truth about the rise in crime. Tune in every Sunday at 2. A lot of radio stations boast about having two, three, four, five hundred thousand listeners. But what they don't tell you is the average listener only listens for four minutes. A song plays they don't like, same old boring commentary, or worse yet, as soon as the commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have one of the longest time spent listening in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial when the commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss what our hosts have to say next. Advertise with 1360 KHNC and have your message be heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We also have the best rates in Colorado. 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com. Does this corrupt monetary system give you a whack to the head or a poke in the eye? Call Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. That's 800-951-0592. Don't be a stooge. Buy gold and silver today. Hi, everybody. Glenn Tate, co-host of Prepping 2.0. Shelby Gallagher here. Join us Saturdays at 9 a.m. Right here on 1360 KHNC. Where we bring you great ideas to take your preps to the next level. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus All right, we're going to continue the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show unto his servants things which must surely come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God, of the testimony of Jesus Christ and all things that he saw. Blessed is he that reads and they that hear the words of this prophecy Keep those things that are written therein, for the time is at hand. This whole book of Revelation 
is only about one thing, Jesus Christ. And the plan that God had, that Christ had, for the seven churches for this full 2,000-year period of time. In that 2,000-year period of time, Christ, in this vision, would give John the understanding of the great persecution that would take place at the end of the age. Verse chapter 5 and 6. The satanic forces that would be unleashed, directed at to destroy the seven churches of God. Chapter 7 would be how God would have to protect the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and seal them and protect them from the great anti-Semitic forces at the end of the world. We are moving into the greatest period of time of anti-Semitism ever in the history of the seven churches or of Israel. Israel has experienced anti-Semitism through the Old Testament, through history, but will never experience the anti-Semitism that will take place in the time that we live in right now. It has already begun. It is no longer concealed. It is now developing. The can is op- the can has been opened. You're going to see it. So in Revelation, Christ has to protect the Jewish people, the ch- children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right now, many Christians believe that there is no Israel. There is no tribes of Israel. There will always be tribes of Israel. Always, through history, there will always be the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Through history, there will always be, starting in 1948, the nation of Israel. There had to be a nation called Israel that would have diplomats, that would have a prime minister that would begin trade and commerce with surrounding nations and other nations. The whole book of Revelation is about the seven churches and again the satanic forces of darkness that the great enemy of the kingdom of darkness is not the nations of the world, is not the people of the world, the Gentile people. That's not the great enemy of Satan. Satan is created the world. He's the god of the cosmos. It's not the worldly people that are a threat to the devil. It is not the children of Israel, the Jewish people. According to the Apostle Paul, the Jewish people are in blindness as a nation, as a people, to God, to the things of God, to the purposes, the plans of God. They are blind. 
Their blindness is so that there could be a church, a group of two peoples, Jew and Gentile, in one assembly, in one family. In the family of God, there is the Jew and the Gentile. The satanic, all of the forces of darkness, the attacks are directed specifically at the born-again people through the ages and the born-again people at the end of the age. This is the attack. The God-hatred that we're witnessing in the world presently was written in the book of Revelation. There would be anti-God spirit, anti-Christ spirit, anti Christian, anti anybody that worships and serves God, there would be the forces of darkness would direct their attack at them. This is all made clear in the book of Revelation. The threat to the forces of darkness, according to the book of Revelation, the threat are born again people. The threat are the seven churches of God. This is why in chapter 2 and 3, John is given a clear message to each of the seven churches and how Satan, for the most part, would deceive five of the six. The attack of the kingdom of darkness on these assemblies as messed up as they are, as dysfunctional as they are. The Catholic Church is very, very, very dysfunctional. Always has been, always will be dysfunctional. Some of the doctrines are Marian worship, the worship of the supposed mother of Christ. This is, what did, what were Mary's last words at the, uh, in Cana of Galilee at the wedding feast. Her last words recorded concerning Christ, whatever he tells you, do it. This is what Mary, Christ's mother, said. Her last words were, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever Jesus Christ tells you to do, you do it. Don't do what Mary will tell you to do. No, this is part of the great great satanic deception of the Catholic Church. And you're not going to change it. The people that are caught in Marian worship, the spirits are so powerful, they won't, they will not come out of that. Christ will just have to save them in it. With Laodicean churches in America, Blind, it says blind. Christ means blind. We are blind as a church, evangelical church. We are blind. So, in Revelation chapter 1, John is describing these churches. Verse 4, John, 
to the seven churches which are in Asia. They did not exist when Christ gave him the initial prophecy that he would live and not see death until Christ returned. And here Christ has now returned once again to visit John in a very spiritual setting. And then he tells John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace be to you and peace from him which is, which was, which is to come, from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. He is telling John, I am the prime I am presenting to you, John, the most important thought. I, this book is about me. It has to be about me. Because I am the one who overcame death. I am the one who defeated the grave. I am the only one who is going to be able to assist these seven churches to go through the next 2,000 years in spite of all of the attacks that will come. Because of me, they will exist. Because of me, they will make it through each period of time. Because of me, they will exist at the end of the world. Because of me, there will be faithful people, overcomers, victorious people who get the victories in all seven of these assemblies because of me. Without me, there will be no victories. Without me, without me, they will not exist. Verse 6, He made us kings and priests unto God and His Father. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. This word is to the Christian people we have been made kings, priests to God and His Father. Behold, He will come with clouds. In Daniel chapter 7, it says that the Son of Man will come with clouds. He will come with clouds. Every eye will see Him. They also which pierce Him. All the kindreds of the earth will wail because of Him. Even so, amen. This is very interesting the way he puts this here. It cannot be stopped. I am coming. Nothing can stop my return. Not the devil, not the fallen angels, the whole hosts of darkness. In the Colossians, the book of Colossians, they tried to keep me from ascending. They came on Ascension Day. They gathered together. They tried to hold me down. They kept trying to prevent me from raising and going to my father. I dusted them off. I dusted them off, John. And I am coming again. Nothing can stop my return. Nothing. My people may not know they may not care, they may not want. And this is the thing with many Christians. They do not want Christ to return. 
because that means that all the wonderful things they may have presently are going to end. Very, very, in this country, there are the wealth of the American Christians, the evangelical Christians, is unbelievable. Unbelievable wealth. Why would they want Christ to return when they have the best of the world? This is the thinking of the believers. Why would you want Christ to return? You don't want hardship. You don't want tribulation. You don't want to see Antichrist. You don't want to know who he is. You don't want to know the false prophet. You don't want to know any of this. Well, the Holy Spirit is upon the minds of the faithful believers in this country and in the world. The Holy Spirit, His Spirit, is upon their lives. Those that want truly the truth will have to have the power of the Holy Spirit on them. Now in verse 8, I am Alpha. I began it. I started it. I started the church age. On the day of resurrection, on the night of resurrection, I visited people in a little room, and there I breathed into them the Holy Spirit. I am Alpha. I began my church, the church age, the dispensation, that night, on resurrection night, early in the evening, I visited a group of people, and I breathed into them the Holy Spirit. I am Alpha, but I'm also Omega. I will, at the end, come, and I will finish breathing into the people ordained to eternal life. I will. There will be a day when I will no longer breathe into the spirit of mankind. There will be an end. There will be a day when the last individual that will ever be born again, that will ever have Christ dwelling in them, there is an individual already from the foundation of the earth picked that will be the last person to receive Christ. After that person receives Christ, Omega has finished his work. It's done. It's over. The church age, the dispensation has ended. Never again will any man, woman, or child be born again. It is over. And immediately, I will raise the Christians that are dead for 2,000 years, that have been in the grave in the paradise, waiting to be resurrected, I'm going to raise them out of their sleep. And every human being that is a born-again Christian, still living, they are going to follow those that ascend from the grave. Then all are going to be brought into the heaven, to the cloud, where I will set up my judgment seat. Christians don't want to hear about and talk about the judgment seat of Christ. At that resurrection, 
that one resurrection of all Christians, they we go immediately to a judgment seat. And there, I believe in the book of Revelation, I think it's chapter 11, it says that there was quiet in heaven by the space of 30 minutes. In other words, the heaven, the angelic hosts in God's heaven had to be still. They had to be quiet. All of the angels that holy, 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 they were quiet, quiet. In the heaven, the scene is complete, total, absolute silence. <clears throat> In our physical time, 30 minutes. In God's time, I don't know how long that will be. But at the judgment seat, every single Christian will stand before Christ and that person's book will be opened and there will be an examination of that Christian. And everything that that Christian did during his lifetime that was gold, silver, precious stone, meaning his works were either through divine nature, transformation, or redemptive work of Christ, gold, silver, precious stone, that person's works will pass through fire and they will not be burned. That will be his inheritance. And every Christian right back. Do you need your fireplace clean? Not sure if your fireplace is working right or not sure if the fireplace is efficient? Call Abundant Flame at 970-966-0217 to schedule your appointment. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-ins, pellet stoves, wood fireplaces, and electric fireplaces. Visit us at Abundant-Flame or call 970-966-0217. Hey, this is Mike Ramsey, Ramsey Auto Group, with Steve Pardue. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley is our new address. Phone number is 970-443-5654. We specialize in used trucks and sport utility vehicles, but mainly trucks. We have extended our hours on Saturdays to 10 to 3 and Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 5.30, serving the Greeley community and the surrounding areas, but we are really proud to call Greeley our home. 970-443-5654, 6175 West 10th Street in Greeley. January 22nd saw Northern Colorado invaded by thousands of Second Amendment patriots going to the new P.E. Gun Show facility at the Greeley Mall. Gone are the days of the crowded facility and limited products. Patrons shopped hundreds of tables filled with all the items you expect at a premier event show. For future show dates, CCW training, or seller reservations, visit PEShows.com. That's PEShows.com for more info. While you're out, visit Harsh Outdoors at 600 Oak Avenue in Eaton. They carry a full line of ATVs, UTVs, mowers, trimmers, sprayers, and chainsaws from Husqvarna, DR, Generac, and EasyGo. Whether you have half an acre or a thousand, they carry the equipment you need. They also have a full-line gun store with lots of firearms, ammo, safes, and accessories. Check out HarshOutdoors.com. That's HarshOutdoors.com. Backyard or Back 40, Harsh Outdoors has you covered. See you at the show. The P.E. Gun Show, February 12th and 13th, has two giveaways. An AR pistol from Modern Arms and Optics and a 12-gauge semi-auto from GB Survival. 
guns, ammo, knives, military surplus, self-defense products, and much more. Located at 1840 Greeley Mall in Greeley, Colorado. Buy, sell, or trade in $50 CCW classes on Saturday and Sunday. See PEShows.com to register. That's PEShows.com. See you at the show. Hi, this is Brett King, Glass Doctor of Greeley, Colorado. 970-616-3100. We take care of all of your home, auto, and business glass needs. Home glass repair, shower doors, mirrors, storefronts, window replacement. Come find us at 6310 West 10th Street in Greeley, Colorado. And uh, don't forget your auto glass and heavy equipment. Again, Brett King, Glass Doctor of Greeley, 970-616-3100. And my contact information is P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, 80502. And the podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com. During the week, I do the Present Truth program, Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3. Also, podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com. And um, with this matter of the judgment seat of Christ, it's a very serious matter. We will all stand there. We will all be judged. And if our works are wood, hay, and stubble, meaning we built with things of the flesh, of the soul, then our works are going to be burned. But according to Paul in 1 Corinthians, even though our works are burned, we will be saved. We are going to be eternally saved. Christ's, period, eternally. So that cannot be taken. Now, in the millennial kingdom, we have a place, if we're faithful, we have a crown or crowns if we're faithful. This is the incentive that Christ wanted the believers to know, that we're not just laboring for temporal things in, in time. No. We are laboring for our eternal reward in the Millennial Kingdom. And there will be a banquet, an honors banquet. I know the Apostle Paul and Peter and all these men, they will have the highest places, the seats in that time because they were faithful. But there will be other places, seats, for those that have been faithful too. And doesn't matter if you're male, female, young, old, if you're faithful to Christ, you will have an inheritance. We are running out of time. We are in the time before the tribulation. I'm convinced of that 
you could not unconvince me. We are now entering into the time before the tribulation comes. We cannot stop it. Christ said at the end of the world, he has to bring an end because he phrases it one way a thought. Evil is going to mature with good. And evil eventually, because of evil, almost, if he didn't return, no flesh would be saved. So, we're going to finish the next hour. Stay with me. These are real conversations, and they're going to continue to be real. We'll be right back. 1360KHNC.com has CBD products. Click on the shop button and get yours today. Just go to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. The CBD on our website is 99% pure, all natural, no pesticides, non-GMO, is grown organically right here in Colorado, and is 100% THC free. Oh, and did you know ours is the lowest price CBD anywhere in northern Colorado? For all your CBD needs, just log on to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. Health officials say the Omicron wave of COVID is starting to wind down in Colorado. Statewide figures said to be showing significant improvements in hospitalizations and case rates. The number of Coloradans in the hospital is declining down by about 300 in just a week to 1,363. The spike the state saw earlier in the month was reportedly due to people who just happened to test positive while in the hospital for something else. The number of ICU beds in the state is staying pretty steady at about 90 percent, and the positivity rate on tests has steadily dropped for almost three weeks, latest figure running about 21 percent. More information about allegations of tampering with election equipment in Elbert County. Secretary of State Jenny Griswold says her office is in touch with the Attorney General about his investigation of election equipment tampering in Elizabeth and the surrounding area. Griswold issued her own subpoena for County Clerk Dallas Schroeder to appear at a deposition. He's alleged to have copied the county voting system's hard drive to share it with right-wing election deniers. Griswold has the copies not shown by evidence to oppose a risk to last year's election since it appears to have been made before a system update. She adds, however, more copies of it are in the hands of unauthorized people and that violates state election rules. I'm Jim Williams. Boulder's Table Mesa Road King Supers store, where 10 people were shot to death last March, will reopen February 9th. The store was originally due to open last week, but that got delayed because the employee strike against the chain. Company said it wanted the new reopening to be free of distractions. It's been renovated inside and out with the input of the community. The reopening coming up on the 9th will begin with a special ceremony remembering the victims of the shooting. In sports, University of Denver hockey swept Miami of Ohio in their season series Saturday, DU winning 4-2, and Idaho State and Northern Colorado's men's basketball got postponed because of COVID. I'm Ted Werbin. Are you struggling with credit card debt? It may be time to consolidate that high-interest debt with help from your mortgage. You could save up to $1,000 a month without paying upfront fees. You just have to call American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. Get a free mortgage review by calling 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. 
because you carry it with your hands. I was wrong, people. It's like that time I thought I couldn't make the perfect app for football. I was wrong again, people. All I had to do was make a sports book app where you can earn season rewards all Sunday long. Nobody's better at bettering things than Caesars. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. The P.E. Gun Show, February 12th and 13th, has two giveaways, an AR pistol from Modern Arms and Optics and a 12-gauge semi-auto from GB Survival. Guns, ammo, knives, military surplus, self-defense products, and much more. Located at 1840 Greeley Mall in Greeley, Colorado. Buy, sell, or trade in $50 CCW classes on Saturday and Sunday. See peshows.com to register. That's peshows.com. See you at the show. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to empshield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com On August night and the leaves hanging down And the grass on the ground smelling sweet Welcome back for the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. And Neil Diamond. I really like Neil. Been going through 
book of Revelation, chapter 1, Christ told John and Peter that if Peter should, that if John should live till Christ returns, what's that to Peter? Peter, you are to follow me. You must follow me. And people interpreted that, that, Christ, that John would live until Christ returned at the end of the millennium, so after two millennium, after 2,000 years. That's not what Christ was saying. Christ was saying that he was going to visit John in the future in A.D. 96, and he was going to give John a revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And in that revelation, Christ was going to make it very clear to John that all of the work of Christ would be with seven churches, seven lampstands. That would be the work, the main work of God with mankind through the 2,000-year period known as the church age or the dispensation. Christ would work with these churches and what would be unique about these churches is these people in these churches were to be born again. His work would be with born-again people. Now, in the churches, you would always have the tares that appeared to be like wheat, that looked to be Christian, that you would swear were Christian, but they were not. So there would be the false Christians in these churches, Nicolaitans. But in the churches, you would have true believers that were born again and God was telling John in this revelation in chapter 1 that my work is yes I'm going to work with the world and the nations of the world yes I'm going to work with the children of Israel I'm going to protect them but my work is going to be with born again people in the lampstands verse 11 I am Alpha and Omega, the first, the last. What you see, write it in the book. Send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. To Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. If this was important to Christ, then it should be important to us. And John says that I turned to see the voice that spoke with me and after turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. In the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with the garment down to the foot, and dressed about with paps and a golden girdle. So in other words, John is seeing the Son of Man. He's in the midst of these churches because he is the one that's going to take care of these churches says his head was his head his hairs were white like wool white as snow eyes were as a flame of fire feet like fine brass as they burned in the furnace voice as the sound of many waters he had in his right hand seven stars out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword his countenance was as the sun shining in its strength when i saw him i fell at his feet as dead but he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first 
and the last. I am he that liveth. I was dead. Behold, I am alive forevermore. This is the consolation to the children of God in the churches. This is a, the greatest consolation right here. He says, I was, I am he that lives. I was dead. And they remember, John remember the night of the crucifixion, the day of the crucifixion. He remembered being there with Peter when they went to the tomb. He remembered what Mary Magdalene said when she came to tell the disciples that he has risen. John remembers that night of resurrection when the Christ breathed into John the Holy Spirit. He remembered these things. And Christ says, I was dead. Behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. I have the keys of hell and of death. This is the sword that Satan keeps at our throat at all times. Death. Well, here at the time in which we live, the power of the Holy Spirit on the minds of his people is going to give the Christians the greatest hope that they don't need to fear death. Everyone dies. There's a time to be born, a time to die. But with Christ, there should not be the fear of death. It's easy to present this to you in that, you know, this way. But it's really going to take individually the power of the Holy Spirit upon your mind to give you the peace and the spiritual power to realize that death, you're here and then you're gone. I don't even know how to explain it. The Apostle Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I don't talk much about my experiences in the past, but I will tell you this. I have been to the grave and Christ has saved me from that grave. I had an experience in 2002 where I was not going to live. There's no way. And even in a conversation I had with the Lord, one afternoon, I was very, very sick. I'd been in the hospital. They released me. And it was on a Thursday afternoon. And I was just getting sicker. And uh, my wife, she brought me lunch around 1.30. And I was just sitting in the, in the bedroom. Uh, it, was in the, it was in February. And I was, as I was sitting there, I had a thought, and the thought was this, if you die, will there be anyone to take care of your wife? 
I thought that was an odd thought. But I started to think about it. She comes from a big family. I have a big family. I'd been very, very ill. Been about two, two weeks into severe, severe sickness. And I have this thought. If you die, is anyone going to be able, will anyone take care of your wife? And I had to think about it. I had to think about each individual on her side of the family, her mother, my side of the family. And to be honest, I said, no. I said, Lord, if I die, <clears throat> she's going to have a very hard time in life. Then I had another thought. If you die, will there be any help for your children? And I thought, well, honestly, being honest with you, not being religious, I don't, I don't like religion, I like reality. I thought, well, Lord, if I die, uh, wow, spiritually speaking, as a, as a head of the family, wow, no, there's not going to really be, it's going to be really tough on the kids. Then, the Lord asked me a third question. You have to take this in the right way. I'm just giving you a testimony. Take it in the right way. Not arrogance. This is just the truth. And the Lord asked me a, qu a third question. If you die, will, th will there be anybody that will be able to replace you in ministry? Well, the Holy Spirit had been giving me revelation, speaking to me about what I was to do in my future, and it all came to pass. And I said, no, no. Not to be an arrogant, not being arrogant, to being honest. I said, no, Lord, no, there's, there isn't anybody that can replace me. And I had to just sit there. And this took place over like about six, seven minutes. And then I thought, Lord, I'm going to die, aren't I? And I knew that I was going to die. And now I'll go back about a week and a half, two weeks. I'd been in the hospital Saturday night. A friend who's very gifted. He is a good friend of the family. He came to see me in the hospital, along with other family members. And he tells me later, about three weeks later, after that visit in the hospital, he came over with his wife, and he was just kind of, he was sort of laughing, kind of like just beside himself. He said, you know, he said, uh, I went to visit you in the hospital. He said, I work in Greeley at the hospital. I, I'm the head of maintenance. I, t I handle all the crews. Anything that breaks, I put it together. I run a crew. I went into the hospital, and you were thanking God that you went into the hospital that day. And I'm looking over in the corner, and he said, you're just thanking the Lord with the other family members, and I'm standing looking, and here in the corner 
is this spirit. And this spirit, I've seen it before. Whenever I've seen this spirit in the rooms in the hospital in Greeley, I'll go into a room and there'll be a patient in bed and I see that spirit. The next morning when I come back, that person had died overnight. And his wife told me right there at that visit, Dale has seen this happen over and over and over and over again. He goes, I have seen a spirit, in, I've seen this spirit of death in this man's room. And he said, I'm going to see what happens in the morning. He goes to work, the man dies overnight. And he tells me, I can't believe that you are thanking God that you're in the hospital because I'm looking at the spirit and I know you're going to die. Well, he came to visit about 10 days after this Thursday afternoon experience. And I just, I remember, I just told the Lord, I said, well, Lord, then I'm going to have to ask you. Paul was ready to go be with the Lord. But he made the decision to stay because for the sake of the Christians, he needed to be on earth. And I just said, well, Lord, I'm not going to live. I'm not going to make it. But I ask what Paul asked. If I'm to be here, then, Lord, you're going to have to rescue me from death and protect me from death. And I ate at lunch, and I went bed. Well, little by little, I began to get my strength back. Then it was about two weeks later, and it's about five in the morning, and I am sound asleep, and I wake up, and here is this tall, thin, black thing standing to the right of the bed, and the hand, the arm, and the hand of this spirit is on my wrist, taking my pulse. And I couldn't move. I was frozen solid to the bed. And at that point, I was so sick that my wife slept in a spare, a spare bedroom so that I, she wouldn't wake me. And I'm looking at this tall, six, six-foot plus thing, black, just a spirit, black like a cloak. There's Mad Magazine. There used to be spy versus spy. There's a, one of the spies is just cloaked in black with a black hat. And I'm lo- I can see this thing just clear as day. And I'm looking at it, and I can see it with its long arm, the hand on my wrist taking my pulse. I couldn't move, and I was getting ready to start twisting and turning to get away, get this thing off of me, and the Lord said, no, don't fight it, don't fight it, you'll wrench your back. I had a, I ruptured a disc uh, a year earlier. Don't fight it, you're going to irritate your disc. Just quietly pray, and I took authority, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you to loose me, let go, 
command you to leave. I rebuke you. And it left. I don't care to give these type of testimonies. But I'm just telling you. Yes, death is real. But I did not have any fear of death. I was ready to just go to bed, go to sleep, be with the Lord. The Holy Spirit will have to talk to you and give you knowledge of His will if you're ever in a situation like that. If you are to be here, He, it's His responsibility to let you know what your what his plan for your future is. This is the promise that he gives his children. If your time is not yet, there's no fear of death, and you have the authority to live another day, week, month, year, two years, whatever whatever it may be, five years. But I had to be here. I knew my wife would suffer and my children would suffer, and I knew there wasn't anybody that could replace me in ministry. Not arrogant. Please, I get so many people that think, well, this is pretty arrogant. No. People misunderstand many people of God, men of God, people of God, they misinterpret confidence in Christ as arrogance in the flesh. I have a friend four years ago down in Denver. I've talked on this program about men that are in ministry not called by God. Well, there was a conference down in Denver, and the friend had given a one of his sessions he talked about a day with the Lord is a thousand years with man. Or a thousand years with man is a day with the Lord. But we're at lunch, and the pastor of that congregation came in. And he sat down, and we're sitting there, and he begins to attack this friend. He said, you know, I hate it when you people think you're so prophetic. You come in and you say a day with the Lord is a thousand years with man. But you don't finish the verses. You never finish the verse. Well, the end of the verse is in a thousand days. A thousand a, a year with the Lord is a thousand years with man. A day with the Lord is a thousand years with man. And a thousand years with man is a day with the Lord. And I'm trying to, I'm scratching my head. And he just rails and begins to attack this pastor because he's arrogant. And he tells his friend, you're arrogant. I know you're kind. You're just arrogant. You're full of yourself. Just, And I'm sitting there with this group of people who are in the congregation. And I looked at this pastor and I said, I said, well, you know, I said, uh, you're misunderstanding his confidence in the things of God with arrogance. And the 
pastor looked at me and he said, do you know who I am? I said, well, no, I don't. He goes, I'm the pastor of this church. I said, oh, well, I'm just a, just, you know, I'm just a, a Christian, just a Christian that's come to the meetings. No, you don't understand. I am the pastor of this church. I said, well, listen, I'm just, I'm just here for the meetings. I, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a brother. That's all I am. I said, but you are mistaking confidence in Christ for arrogance. He's not arrogant. He's just confident in his message. Well, the pastor, I mean, everybody was just silent. The pastor got up and walked out. And I told this friend later, I said, I prayed that God would send that man down the road. He's not called by God. He's a hireling. I get a call four months later. The pastor and his son went on vacation. While they were on vacation, the assembly made a decision to fire him. They fired him because he was not called by God into that assembly. So, confidence in Christ. Many people in the flesh equate confidence in Christ as arrogance in the flesh. These ways of God have to be understood with God's people. There are many, many men, godly men, who are confident in the things of God and what God has done with them and where God has taken them. And other people that are in the flesh equate their spirituality with flesh, with soul. No. My testimony, we overcome him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, and we love not our soul lives unto death. I'm careful not to tempt God. I'm careful not to put myself in a position where Satan can attack me. I'm careful. But at the same time, I have to be honest with God's people to give honest, true testimonies about where Christ has taken me in my walk with Him. Christ has given you a walk. He has taken you somewhere. In your testimony, your testimony is powerful, is needed, is necessary to your children, to your wife, your husband, relatives, because it, our testimony, we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony. And we love not our soul lives unto the death. Peter, you must follow me. But Lord, I don't want to go to cross. Peter, you must follow me. This is what God has to do with all of us. We must follow him wherever he takes us. Satan will try to come and sift us as wheat. We have to have the discernment to know if we have done something to offend God and put ourselves in given some ground to the devil, we have to know that, that we can repent of it and take that ground back. We'll be back in a few minutes to continue. Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, Rick Rodriguez. Be right back. Be careful when you're dealing with a conspiracy theorist. 
you may end up with a whole lot more truth than you're used to handling. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Hey folks, The Rev here. Most of you know I teach a hardcore urban survival class at Warriors Revolution. Classes are every other Thursday and Saturday. Classes are $25 a session, and there's five total sessions. Contact the radio station at 970-587-5003. That's 970-587-5003. Or you can call the Rev directly. We'll get you scheduled and get you in class. Hey, listeners, this is Anita, your Medicare specialist. Annual enrollment has come to an end for this year, but don't fret. You still have an opportunity starting January 1st through March 31st to make a change in your plan. Call me for details at 970-515-6882. Also, if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan and you're concerned about your co-pays, I have some affordable solutions for you. Call me, 970-515-6882, to schedule a no-cost, no-obligation appointment. With costs of everything skyrocketing, including the cost of homes, cars, and education, making the need for more life insurance a necessity. Whether you're looking to purchase for the first time or you simply need to add to what you already have, I can help you. I'm Joey Jaquint with Northwestern Mutual, and we offer the best insurance plans in the country. U.S. News and World Reports just ranked us the best insurance company in the United States in 2022. From low-cost term insurance for those just starting out that start around $25 per month to our popular blended insurance that will actually pay you money at the end of the policy. You heard me right, an insurance policy that will actually pay you out if you don't use it. Why us? Because Northwestern Mutual is the best. We have plans where if you are just starting out, you can go with one of our low-cost term plans, and as you grow financially, we can switch you into a blended plan five or ten years down the road as well to increase amounts and keep up with inflation. To find out more, call me, Joey Jaquin, at 602-909-9048. Reasons to own gold, number 37. Who are the people that tell you not to own gold? Bankers, Wall Street pinstripe bandits, and all the other debt pushers out there. They believe in endless money printing that taxes all of us in the form of inflation. Make sure your wealth is protected by calling the Patriot Trading Group at 800 800- 9510592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com We here at KHNC are looking for new conspiracy theories because all the old ones have become fact. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Okay, well, we're in the final 30 minutes of today's program, and this is the present truth. Sorry, sorry, it's not the present truth. 
This is the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Contact information is P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, 80502. And the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. And then on uh, Monday through Thursday, I have the uh, Present Truth program from 2 to 3. And podcasts are on also on 1360khnc.com. I've been presenting... Christ wanted the churches to have the revelation of Christ himself. And all that Christ was going to do through the next 2,000 years was documented in the book of Revelation. Everything was documented. The great plan of God would be with the churches, not with Israel, not with the nations, but with the churches. That was God's plan. This is what Christ was communicating to John. My plan is with seven churches for 2,000 years. Here's what will happen through the 2,000 years. Eventually at the end, Revelation chapter 13, there will be an antichrist and a false prophet and a digital system in the world that will take place. China, in Revelation chapter 16, will come with the kings of the east to Armageddon. The inauguration of Christ, I believe, is in chapter 5 of Revelation. After Christ raised from the dead, we don't see this, but you have to look at it in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, and there is insights. When Christ ascended on the day of resurrection, early in the day, first he met with Mary, and Mary grabbed him. She is not supposed to touch the rabbi. That was just a no-no. But he had to tell her, release me. I have to ascend. Well, in Colossians, he begins to ascend. All these spiritual forces are there to hold him down, to keep him from ascending. They grab him. They tackle him. They're holding him. They're latched, they've latched on. But it says as he ascends, he dusts them off. They dust off. He's just like dust, shaking dust off. Now, as he ascended, remember, Christ is now going to go to the third heaven before his Father as the Son of not only God, but the Son of Man. And there is a procession that takes place from the earth to the heavens. Yes, it may have only taken 10 or 12 hours, 
But in that 12 hours until the night of resurrection, a lot took place in that 12 hours. It says that, the, in, in a sense, the angels came with, like, chariots. They came, and they took him in a procession, angelic with cherubim and teraphim, and who knows what kind of angelic hosts. This man, this Christ, had just raised from the dead the angelic world was going completely crazy. He has just raised from the dead. They had never seen anything like this before. This Son of God is now alive. And they transport him back in a procession like a parade, like a gala. They take him back in glory, with a full honor, where do they take him? To the third heaven, where his father is waiting for his arrival. And they take him through the universe. I don't know how long, how many chariots, how many limos, whatever it is that he was escorted, that he was carried in. He didn't just fly up. No. He was actually in some type of a vehicle. I don't know what you would call it. But he was taken in glory, honor, with his all of his magnificence to the throne of before his father and presented to his father in glory, full glory. And he takes his position at the right hand, seated at the right hand of his father in heaven. We don't see things this way, but this is the way it happened. Then he's there and there's a procession. There is some kind of we don't know what what in that 12 hours. It could have been 500 years in mankind's time or 200 years. But the angels and the hosts of heaven, I mean, there was an uproar in God's heaven. There was an uproar. This Messiah had raised from the dead and these angels had watched him from the time he was a child to the time that he becomes, begins his ministry, to the time of his night of Passover, his passion, then being in the grave and now resurrected. And now he has come as the heir of all things. He has come as the only person that is able to open a scroll with all the mysteries of the universe, all the mysteries of God, all the mysteries of the future. No one can open this scroll except for this person. And people are lamenting and weeping because there's no one there to reveal and open the plan 
the magnificent, great, mighty, eternal plan that God had for the universe. But here is this lamb who is worthy to open those seals. And he is there presently. And now he is beginning to reveal to mankind, to his church, to the people and the body of Christ that are faithful in his assemblies. He's beginning to reveal to the Christians here at the end of the world all that he had planned in detail. In detail. We think, oh my gosh, it's going to be a hard time. We're going to go through it. We are. But if we see things from the other perspective, one thing that Christ is going to give, you know, we are evil, but we know how to give good gifts to our children. What did he say? But you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more with your Father who is in heaven give His Holy Spirit to those that ask Him. The truth is this. There are many things that each one of us we want that are important in life. Many things that we need. We have needs. We have desires. But the one thing that God promised. He will give His Holy Spirit to those that want it. That want His Holy Spirit. I'll give you a testimony. In the time that we're in now, we are going to, we're, we should. It is God's plan. It is God's will. It is His desire that we function with the giftings that God has given His children. And that as we use our giftings, that we use these giftings in a holy fashion, a righteous fashion. Many, many gifted people throughout the last century. Very gifted, powerfully, powerful spiritually, but they were reckless with their character. The gifts were still used as gifts. They were powerful. You cannot deny it. But the character. Well, now you have many, many Christians in the Pentecostal world. Dear God, give us your glory. We've got to have your glory. We need your glory. Give us your power. No, God's not going to give them his power. He's not going to share his glory with them. This is the thinking of the flesh. Why? Because they want the glory and the power of God to, so they can be, become somebody. No. 
when Peter laid his eyes upon the cripple. Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. No, there wasn't any guile in him. He didn't do that for his own personal ego. No, there can't be that. There's not going to be that in the time in which we're moving into. God's children must begin to accept that they need the gifts of the Holy Spirit like never before. Without the gifts of the Holy Spirit, for example, going back to my testimony, that night, I'm in bed, and this long, slender, satanic spirit of death is taking my pulse. It's got his fingers, these, these long, thin, satanic fingers wrapped around my wrist, taking my pulse, wait, waiting for me to die. Well, having the gift of discernment and having the spiritual ability to have the spiritual insight to see this creature standing there, I was able to rebuke it. If I hadn't seen it, I wouldn't have rebuked it. This is what I mean by spiritual gifts. I see the thing. I can see it. And Dale, the friend, had seen it three weeks earlier on the Saturday night when I went into the hospital. He sees this spirit standing in the corner. And then three weeks out of the hospital, almost a month later, Dale comes to visit me. He and his wife come from Loveland. He says, Brother, I can't believe you're here. I've never seen anybody that's had that spirit in their room live. I shouldn't have lived. But God did ask me, is someone, is there going to be anyone that will take care of your wife or your children? No. I was honest with God. No. I know my ministry. I know what God has called me to do. I know how he has gifted me. Can anybody replace you? I had to be honest with God. What do you do? Lie to him and say, oh, uh, you know, Lord, I, I have this false, fake humility. And, oh, oh, no, no. No, God, I, I mean, who am I? Forget this nonsense. Lord, I would, like Peter says, Lord, I will go to prison and I will go to death with you. And the Lord says, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows. Peter was genuine. He was genuine. Right out of his flesh. Right out of himself. Lord, I'm going to go to prison and I'll go to the to death with just with you. I love you that much. Well, Peter, you're going to deny me. But when you your faith is recovered, Peter, when your faith is recovered, Satan is coming to destroy all my apostles. Satan is coming to destroy you, Peter, and he's coming to destroy my apostles. He has to stop my move in the world. And that move is going to be through these apostles, through these men. These men hold all of the teachings, all of my teachings. My teachings are in their heart. All that I am, my teachings, my doctrine, my ways, my plans, I have put everything 
dispensed it into these 12 men, to these men, these 11 men. My teachings, I am Messiah. I am the Son of Man. From the foundation of the world, I look at mankind, and I am the Son of Man. I am God, and I am going to become man, and I am going to die, and I am going to raise from the dead, and I am going to put the power of my Holy Spirit in mankind. And mankind is going to fulfill my wishes. Peter, Satan wants to destroy my apostles. When you recover from your faithfulness, faithlessness, because I'm praying for you, Peter, Satan has commanded, demanded in a rage. He's almost violated the principles but he's demanded I turn you over to him, that he sift you and bring you to dust so that you can never fulfill your purpose with me and all of the other apostles. He wants to destroy not only you, Peter, but all the other apostles. When you, Peter, when you have been converted, when your faith has been restored, when you're back to where you should be, you pray for them, you minister to them. You help them. Because I have a future plan with them. You are the one that's going to help them. Be right back. Does EnviroShapes Concrete do driveways? We do it! Does EnviroShapes Concrete do patios? We do it! Does Enviro Shapes Concrete do sidewalks? We do it! Get a hold of Enviro Shapes Concrete at 303 775 7926 or enviroshapes at gmail.com. Doctors say you should have your colon checked often. I'm not a doctor, but if you don't have your gun cleaned regularly, it'll get filled with crap too. And when it breaks, it could cost you your family. Don't let it happen to you. Go see My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. Give me a call or shoot me a text at 970-776-0258. That's My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. 970-776-0258. Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, 
a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Who will take care of you? How do you get by when you're too old to work and you're too young to die? Harmony Referrals will take care of you. Do you want your elderly loved ones to get the best care, stress, and hassle-free? Well, call Harmony Senior Referrals at 720-934-7740. Your best senior placement agency. They even do emergency placements in as little as 24 hours at no cost to you. Again, call 720-934-7740. Okay, we're back for one final segment. And if we, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will God give good give His Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? There's nothing more important than having the Holy Spirit. Just recently, a friend began to operate in the giftings. He's up in years, 80s, but here in the last three weeks, he talked to a brother whose wife had Alzheimer's. And they went out to lunch, and the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, I Ask this friend if he's ready for me to take his wife. So he asked the brother, he said, Dean, are you ready for Carol to go be with the Lord? Because the Lord is going to take her. Dean said, yeah, I'm ready. ready." Two days later, she went to be with the Lord, and he realized he wasn't as ready as he thought. Then the friend, the same week, had another experience. A fellow pastor, they were together, and he didn't feel well, so he went and laid down on the couch. Well, his wife, his friend went over to the wife, said, Sister, are you ready for the Lord? Are you ready for your husband to go be with the Lord? And she goes, Well, yeah, I think so. He says, Well, okay, be ready because the Lord is going to take him. Two days later, the Lord took him home. This is like within the last three weeks. The friend, I said, Brother, this is wonderful. You now that the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Spirit is upon you, that you can tell these friends ahead of time what's going to happen. 
because it's important that they know. He agrees. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the baptism, the gifts of the Spirit on our lives like never before. I'm going to continue to present this to you. We need all of the giftings that God has given his children for the battle to come. So, we're done for this week. We made it. I'll be back next Sunday, 9 to noon. And you're an army of God. You're a great army. You just don't know it. But God is going to teach you how to begin to function as this great, mighty, holy army that he is going to have in the time in which we are in. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week. Kids, when making those cool motorcycle sounds when riding your bikes, don't use your baseball or even your Pokemon cards because they may be worth money someday. Instead, use that embarrassing baby picture that your mom took of you in that ridiculous outfit. But when she finds out, you didn't hear that from us. Another friendly reminder from 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Always wear your helmet. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort.